You're listening to Two Guys Talking Wine with Michael Pincus and Andre Pru. Hello, Michael. Andre, it's so good to see you. You're in the kitchen. I'm outside. I'm in front of a fireplace. I got my Montreal Canadian shirt on. The Habs are up to nothing. It's a great day. And as you said, it's Gamay Day. No, it's Chardonnay Day. You said that it was the day of a great ending in A. No, I said Chardonnay Day. You said uh, ending in A because you're not allowed to say Chardonnay on the podcast. Yeah, and I think we're going to recycle this audio for the podcast. Um, so us is going to have to cancel how many times we say Chardonnay in this. I can't so read. So I've got a gamay going. What's wrong with you? You you said it was a, a great ending in A. Um. So I opened. I've got my Henry of Pelham 2019 gamay. My neighbor just my neighbor who is sitting like socially distanced across from me because we're both Habs fans just said now this is two guys <laughs> up on wine. <laughs> <laughs> or is it <laughs> up on wine? I'm not sure which one it is. Okay, that's another jar. Oh well. Why, why are you cutting in and out? It, it's better because I don't get to hear you very often, but it's... it's. Uh... How's this? I, I think the microphone was covered. Can you hear me better? Yes. Now everybody can hear you better. They don't want to, but they, they do. <laughs> so what do you want to do here? Like It sounds like you've had a couple of drinks beforehand because you're a little bit more belligerent than normal. No, no. I, I am just enjoying my gamay. I'm just upset that you didn't didn't tell me it was Chardonnay. I I guess I I assume I guess I assume these days you're not allowed to say it, so you you don't. So have you just been off social media all day or what? Because like everybody's posted about it. Well, I had to I had to take my car in. So uh, and then surprisingly, like the car dealership did not have an internet connection anymore, so I I was off there, and then I was working on some articles. So uh, I decided it's best to not use the internet. So I was off there, and I hadn't posted anything on social media until I did something about uh, Aurelio Settimo from Italy. So I posted that really quickly, and then I was out. And so you didn't notice anybody post anything about Chardonnay Day? Well, I think I saw a couple of things about Chardonnay, but you know my thoughts on Chardonnay, so what was the point? I know your thoughts on Chardonnay are that you love it, even though you say you don't, because um, if we do an audit of your fantastic video series, you know, I, I think, I don't know what you call the video series, but I refer to it as Michael Screams at a Camera in His Basement. Um, you, uh... You are like you're at about like twenty percent of the time. You're talking about great Chardonnay. Uh, I, w- I would say there is quite a bit of Chardonnay on there, uh, especially from Ontario. Yeah. Uh, and I, I agree, there is some really good Chardonnay uh, from Ontario, and uh, I, I, I and I enjoy Ontario Chardonnay. It's, and, and you know why? It's because I like acidity and I like fruit, and I don't like that California uh, over oaked. Uh, that Australian over oaked, and and actually, uh, speaking of of an Australian, didn't we try uh, not too long ago a Wakefield 
from Australia that actually was pretty good, which was a surprise. It was solid value, and it was a sub twenty dollars bottle too. I mean, you know, I've I've questioned, you know, I have questions when you're below twenty dollars about how the wine ends up in the bottle. But I mean, you take a look at places like Flat Rock, and I know Featherstone's a little bit north of twenty dollars, but in around that twenty dollars range, you can do really well. But I actually have a question I'm going to ask you, so we can maybe actually turn this into a podcast that people want to listen to, as opposed to you just talking chardonnay the whole time well before you ask that i uh for people who are watching and then those who are who do in the podcast uh andre has i don't even know what that uh, that hair you got uh, what is it called greasy chic uh, but on the other hand i have got uh the uh, i have not had a haircut in too long uh graying i don't even somebody you told me I had that. you literally look like what i would imagine the chia pet version of you would look like Probably, but uh, somebody else said I had a Spock going on here Eddie with Munster. this Eddie Munster. Now another one over here, but I have a little Spock. <laughs> thing going on over here. So I do have a question for you, Andre, and we've never asked yet. Is it Trek? Are you a? Are, I know you're a big star, but are you a Wars or a Trek? Uh, both. Oh, really? All right. Good. I thought you had one or the other. No, no, you, you can you can do both. I mean, well, we talked about it on the podcast. I did my whole feature where it was my excuse to get into Pinot Noir last year when we uh, watched Picard. It was about Star, it was about Star Trek, but it wasn't about Star Wars. Well, wine isn't really a part of the Star Wars universe. I don't I don't imagine the Sith have like a very deep attachment to any particular vineyards on any particular planets. They're too busy being evil. Well, I guess Dark Side of the Force. I, I imagine like. Darth Vader might be a fan of like Baco Noir, like the full dark side of the Force. Well, he, he likes he likes the big reds, like the Zins and the Bacos and the stuff like that. So here's here's a question I have for you. Yeah, it's just something I, I kind of going on here. So I, I kind of want to muse on this for a minute. This doesn't have to go for for too too long. But I was just reflecting on the fact that I remember when I started writing about wine eleven years ago, it felt like there was a little bit more of a divide in the style of Chardonnay in Ontario. And even though I think oak use has, continues to be more and more restrained in Ontario and people are letting the fruit speak for itself, um, I think the quality of the wines in general have gotten better regardless of hot or cold vintage. And the use of oak is becoming much and more much more res- restrained across the board. How do you think? How much do you think the style of Chardonnay in Ontario has changed in the past? Well, I guess for you, it's like almost 20 years you've been doing it. Well, it's uh, personally, I, I think it's it's um, yes, oak has has come out of the equation. People are dealing with more fruit. We're seeing a lot more single vineyard, which is is really cool to see, and not just from uh, from Thomas, who we you know have on the podcast a lot, yeah. uh, but you're seeing a lot of people putting vineyards on the uh, on the label. You know, Adamo does it. Um, uh, uh, Leaning Post does it. You put it on for yours. Uh, but there's a lot more people putting the vineyard on the label. So there's a lot more focus on where the wine is coming from and not just Chardonnay. Yeah. So that, that's something that's something neat. And, and I think, uh, you know, when Thomas came back to Ontario, I think that's something he really did introduce into Ontario, uh, the idea that um, a single vineyard means something more than just the word Chardonnay. And look, Inneskillen has been doing it also with their Montague vineyard and stuff like that. Um, I actually picked up a bottle of that. Oh, and I've got another one that has a single vineyard name on it, too, that I'm going to probably open a little bit later. Well, the Butler's Grant from uh, Westmont. 
Yeah. So Westcott is always very good. And that Butler's Grand is quite nice, too. So I've tried that one. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, I I find it fascinating as I've been going down this, like, Burgundian rabbit hole, um, you know, just as I'm trying to learn a little bit more about the direction that I want to take uh, my business in, but, like, just what the future for Ontario holds. Um you know, I guess one thing that I, I find really great about Ontario and the wineries that are putting the vineyard names on the bottle is, you know, it, it is definitely something that speaks to the geeks out there, the people who are looking for that extra little bit of nugget and maybe that, like, homage to old world winemaking. But at the same time, the word Chardonnay appears predominantly on both of these bottles. So if you're a newer client or newer customer or you're new to wine or you're just kind of up and coming where you're, you know, making that leap from drinking the entry level bottles into something a little bit more premium, it's still not out of reach. So, I mean, there's a huge potential here that Ontario as a region could help bridge the gap and help people, you know, reach that next rung on the ladder to convince them to get into some more expensive wines in Burgundy while not being pretentious. Well, I, I have to say, when people are looking for Chardonnay at the moment, they should also be looking for 2017 yes. and 2019s. 18 is one of those, you know, uh, uh, real, it's it's just a, a big black hole for Chardonnay. They are so hit and miss, where I have found the 17s are really good, and I found the 19s are also very good. But the 18, there's just something going on in 18 that just did not, the the acidity didn't come together. Something happened in 18, and it's just not a great year for Chardonnay. So I, I when you're I able to get out there and taste again, you know, be careful when you're, when you're you know, tasting Chardonnays and, and be be leery about it. I've, I've tasted more of those California versions of Chardonnay from Ontario uh, in 18 than I did in 17 and uh, 19. That being said, I do think sometimes a little bit of patience is a virtue because I bought this, like what, uh, I guess like eight months ago. It's 2018 from from Thomas from a warmer site, and 2018 was that weird vintage with the hot summer and the rainy fall, so that shouldn't have really impacted the Pinots and the Shards quite so much. And I know we, we talked like the 18, we, we did talk to Thomas about the 18s that he made, and they weren't as good as the 17s. I think 17 across the board is um, a much stronger year for Pinot and Chard, but with a little bit of time, this has come together. I, I always buy a few bottles of Rusty Shed. Like, that's another uh, Chardonnay that's always on my list, frankly, because it's affordable considering the, the quality of, of winemaking it usually has. Uh, but I think, I think the 18s are just in, in going to need a bit of time. Well, I think uh, as far as uh, as Thomas's wines go, I think his 18 Labillage is a solid wine, like yep. a totally solid wine. And when we did the podcast with him, I thought it was his best version of of any of the 18s. I thought it was excellent. I thought it was I thought it was the best version of Chardonnay he made that year. I, I seem to remember having a similar impression. Yes, but I still end up buying some of the wilms but that's also well because you get your fruit from wilms right so you want to be able to see how how that ages and i want to see how other people uh, how other people work with it and it's you know it's 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 nice to have a chance to kind of figure out figure out what other people are doing i mean <laughs> the bar's set pretty pretty high though considering uh considering what we've done with chardonnay so far so hopefully the next one's better <laughs> So uh, you you've been watching the hockey game, have you? I have been. The Leafs looked strong at the beginning. Um, 
those goals. How can you say that? They gave in two goals. But, yes, I think they look as strong as I want them to look this this uh, this game. The Leafs put out a good five minutes, and then the wind got knocked out of their sails. It was like a swift punch to the gut with those two uh, goals in there. I like I like the nice two goals, although you guys have outscored us 8-1. In the second, so I'm a little bit nervous oh, going you've been, you've into been asked, what are you What are you drinking, Michael? you got to hold the bottle up again. You, oh, you, I, think, I think some people miss the joke. So it's happy Gamay Day. See, Andre was uh, told me, because he can't say Chardonnay on the podcast, he uh, he said it's a, it's a grape ending in A, so you have to drink something. And I thought, oh, okay, well, then it's got to be Gamay. So it was a 2019 Henry Appellum uh, Gamay. Well, you're uh, ridiculous. Should, should, should we wrap? Should we wrap this up like we do a normal podcast so we can recycle the audio? Sure, we can take the audio right out of it. Oh, you know what, Andre? For those um, for those actually watching the uh, the thing, let's uh, let's give them the the cute little dog shot. Hey, Sophie, you want to look over here? There, we got Sophie right there on the uh, there. That's well, Sophie looks like a like a retriever cross of some sort, a Heinz fifty seven, but a nice looking dog. She's a good dog, and uh, the nice part is she's a Habs fan, too. So, Well, and we I've got uh, the dog that you guys usually hear on the podcast, but don't see. Oh, there's Henry. Oh, good-looking Henry. Henry, you're not eating, so I don't recognize you at first. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now we're, looking at your, uh, now we're looking at your feed there, so that was nice. Well, thank you for agreeing to sit down with me for Chardonnay Day. I'm I'm sorry you uh, didn't enjoy it, but I, I guess did, I didn't get the memo. You told me it was a grape with a, so that I could only go with Gamay. For Frank people, for people <laughs> listening to this podcast and and not watching it, you can check the replay out uh, at Andre Wine Review on Instagram. You can follow me on social media at Andre Wine Review. Patreon.com slash Two Guys Talking Wine if you want to help us out. Um, it doesn't take a lot of money to make a podcast, but every time you support us, we do very much appreciate it. For a grumpy old bastard as Michael is, it puts a big smile on his face when he gets an email saying that we get a couple bucks a month. Well, uh, I will also find a way to download this and, and stick it up on uh, my Instagram uh, at uh, the Grape Guy. Uh, I can be found at uh, michaelpinkuswinerview.com. Andre, it is nice to see your face, although I gotta stop with that ugly hair you're going my god i think you're, you're gonna just get jealous i've got the i, no, I got no, you're gonna get my the... last photo i got eddie vetter hair going on and i'll i'll live with that i don't know you're gonna get the man bun shortly if you get the man bun back this podcast is over and thank god right now i think uh, we're getting back into period number two so andre go have go and uh, good night thanks for listening please subscribe to two guys talking wine on itunes this episode of Two Guys Talking Wine was produced by Jim Ray and Adam Duran.